0: Welcome back to Money Mile. I am your host, Justin Waller. Thank you for investing a mile with me. I am happy you're here. Money Mile is where we help active, time-crunched people increase confidence with their finances while they're increasing their fitness. We package financial education into roughly mile-sized educational bits for one mile on your long, steady run, and we strive to make each episode valuable for you. This is the best financial education podcast designed for triathletes and runners. In our last episode, we talked about the base training equivalent in our financial training plan, estate planning. We covered the basics at the sprint level and your homework from that episode was either write something down or put your hands on your estate plan if you already have something. So how did that go? email us at info at wallerfc.com. We respond to every email you send in. So if you did not get a response, please let us know and we'll follow up. Let's face it. Personal finance sometimes feels like a foreign language. We are here to help active people live more financially confident lives. We would prefer to spend our time and energy making great educational content for you to enjoy out on your next run. But we also want to get this education into the ears of more triathletes. We are better educators than marketers, so please help us grow the community by sharing this resource with your training buddies and friends. In today's episode, we will be discussing the nutrition and hydration equivalent in our financial training plan cash flow. And we will be discussing this at the sprint level. We have already completed several episodes on cash flow planning. Therefore, if you'd like some additional resources, please consider reviewing Episodes 9, 10, and 18. When we are done with this episode, I want you to feel empowered to handle your cash flow and direct your resources in the ways that are important for you. For today's conversation, we will focus on the basics of cash flow planning and the best ways to manage cash flow while accumulating resources for financial independence. In our financial training plan, cash flow is like nutrition in several ways. You have money going in and out of your household every month. If you have more money going out than coming in, eventually you will be broke. If you do not have enough fuel in your body, you will eventually bonk. Additionally, depending on what you are trying to accomplish, you should handle your nutrition and cash flow differently. If you are trying to lose weight you will generally want to burn more calories than you are putting in. You still need to put in quality nutrition because it is nearly impossible to starve yourself to better body composition. I think your cash flow is very similar. Most of us will be spending money on certain things every month, so we need to have a certain amount of cash coming in each month. If your goal was to just stop spending for a month, it could be challenging. If you had no money coming in, you will be financially starved, just like if you went on a crazy fad diet or tried to train while not fueling your body appropriately. There is another similarity on the opposite extreme of this as well. If you are trying to improve your body composition, but all you're eating is cake and sweets, you're going to have a hard time. If you are trying to be more financially responsible, but continue to spend money on frivolous expenses that don't increase your quality of life, you are going to have a difficult time moving forward financially. In both cases, balance based on what you are trying to accomplish is very helpful. Few nutritionists would argue against a well-balanced diet, and the cash flow in your financial training plan is no different. You should strive for a well-balanced approach. Spending more than you have coming in? You're out of balance. Not saving enough to reach your long-term goals? Also out of balance. A well-balanced diet means that you are eating the right types of foods in the right amounts for your body to do what you want it to do. A well-balanced cash flow plan allows for you to live a great life now as well as in the future, and you are able to do all the things you want to do now. My first three suggestions regarding cash flow are... Pay yourself first, spend less than you earn, and do something intelligent with the difference. Now, let's dig in. We will be talking in episode 27 about better understanding and clarifying your goals for financial independence and what it will take to be financially independent for our conversation today. We will assume that you are not financially independent yet and need to save some money on a regular basis to get there. It has been said that money cannot buy happiness. And while the best things in life are free, most of us operating in the modern world do need to have some degree of financial resources to support us throughout our lifetime. If you choose to spend every dollar you earn during your working career, you may be left to the financial resources afforded to you by the government run programs like social security or potentially a pension from your employer. Most of the people I work with would rather be able to live a great life now and still have a comfortable, financially independent phase of life. It is common in this day and age to see the extremes celebrated. On one end, you have individuals living a champagne and caviar lifestyle now without a care for the future. And on the other end of the spectrum, you have folks saving every nickel and dime, enjoying nothing today in hopes that they will live to see a day of financial independence in the future. I call these two extremes being fiercely frugal and frightfully frivolous. I would encourage you to consider that there can be a happy medium where you can live a good life now and a good life in the future. This requires a bit of diligence and focus, as well as an understanding of what you want to accomplish, what you want your life to look like. So for the sake of examples today, we're going to assume that you need to save more than you're saving right now. Listening to the Crushing Iron podcast, episode 661, I heard an interesting phrase about getting back into a training plan that I thought was applicable here. The host there used the phrase that the longer you don't, the longer you won't. If saving money is a new strategy for you, I'd encourage you to start saving something as soon as possible. This does not mean you need to save 97.3% of your paycheck immediately. If you are not saving anything currently, I recommend you start with something. Explore some options and develop some momentum. Gradual adaptation here is very important. You likely didn't get off the couch and run your first marathon. And you should give yourself some time to gradually adapt to the financial training load here as well. Start with saving something and gradually increase it. I can hear it now. I know I need to save more than I am right now, and I think I can save some money each month, but I don't know how or where. I will share the priority system I suggest. If you have access to an employer-sponsored retirement plan where your employer will pay you to save money, I strongly encourage you starting this up to the matching contribution. There are very few strategies out there that will outperform taking the money your employer will give you. The most common strategies work something like a dollar-for-dollar match on the first 3% or 50 cents for each dollar on the first 6% you have going into the savings plan. If you have access to a plan like this, I strongly suggest you consider saving here first. Now, after this, your saving strategy might vary based on what you're trying to accomplish where you are now, and where you're going. For example, if you are saving for a house down payment in two years, you should be saving your money into cash. And if you're saving money for your financial independence in two decades, you should be considering growth-oriented investments. There is a lot of news or information in the world about which account type is better, Roth IRA, traditional IRA, 401k, 403b, 457, simple IRA, and on and on and on. If you are beginning a savings program, begin with something. As I said before, I generally suggest starting with an employer-sponsored retirement plan. But if you are just starting out, saving into a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA could be a perfectly feasible option if you don't have an employer-sponsored plan. The key here is to start saving somewhere and be willing to make adjustments as you go. Chances are you're probably not going to get it perfect the first time you try. Tax preferential savings is generally the next area to look towards. If you have maximized what your employer will match, then consider if you are eligible for a Roth IRA. Once you've maximized the Roth IRA, then you can go back to your employer-sponsored plans to maximize those. In 2023, these two plans could give savings capacity of as much as $6,500 for the Roth and $22,500 into a 401k plan or 403b plan. This is a $29,000 savings capacity if you have not yet reached age 50. For those age 50 and over, The Roth goes to $7,500, and the 401-403b limit goes to $30,000 for a total of $37,500 for 2023. Now let's talk about savings ratios. Most humans are not wired to think in percentages, but savings ratios are a great place to start. Everyone's situation is different, and if you're starting at a savings strategy, saving more than you are right now is progress. Without additional information, most professionals in the US would be well served by starting with a 20% savings ratio. This means that out of every $100 you earn, $20 would be saved for your future, and you can use the remaining $80 for your lifestyle today. Based on what you're trying to accomplish, you might need to save more or less than that. But for the sake of our conversation today, we're going to start with a 20% target. Now, we can move on to the other 80% or $800 per $100 of income that you have. I mentioned earlier that money cannot buy happiness. Now, studies have shown that over about $75,000 of income per year, this is mostly accurate. However, for incomes below $75,000 a year, how you are able to allocate each additional dollar in your household can be particularly important. I am... particularly fond of Ramit Sadie's concept of spending dials. You can check out his book, I Will Teach You to Be Rich, and the platform surrounding it for additional details. But the gist of the idea is that we all have certain things that we need to allocate resources toward, like food, clothing, and shelter. Beyond the basics, most of us have areas of our lifestyle that we enjoy, hobbies, etc. With Ramit's idea of spending dials, The focus is on encouraging you to dial down the spending on things that are not as important to you and dialing up the things that are important to you. So if having a big fancy house is important to you, you should spend more money on that. If going on travel adventures is important to you, you should spend more money on that. The key is to be intentional about how you are spending money and recognize that each dollar can only be spent once. You can dial down the spending on things that are not important to you. If you find yourself going out to dinner four nights a week by accident and not on purpose, you should consider finding other ways to take care of your nutritional needs and spend less money dining out. Depending upon your phase of life, family, career, etc., sometimes these things are easier said than done. With some intentional concentration, you might be pleasantly surprised about how much progress you can actually make being able to focus your resources on the things that are important to you and spend less money on things that are not. Most nutritionists would argue for some level of balanced diet containing carbohydrates, lean proteins, and a little bit of healthy fat. Some might argue a bit more of this or a bit less of that, but it's very rare that you see a sports nutritionist recommend only one type of food. In your financial training plan, your cash flow plan should be well balanced also. It should contain savings for your future, living expenses or the requirements that we have today, and lifestyle requirements or the optional things. Everyone is different, and what one person considers a requirement could be someone else's optional and that's okay. But everyone's cash flow plan should contain these three things. Savings, living, and lifestyle expenses. While you are accumulating resources, you should consider establishing some guardrails for your cash flow plan so you know if you are headed in the right direction financially. Here are a couple of suggestions. Savings, you should start with 20% of your income or work towards that. Housing should be less than 50% of your income. This leaves 50% of your income to cover your remaining living and lifestyle expenses. As long as you're not going into debt to fund living or lifestyle, you should be fine. The guardrails will be different if you are no longer accumulating resources, and we will talk more about that when we get to the long course conversation about cash flow. Now, it looks like I am already over my one mile time expectation here, so I appreciate your patience and and continuing to work with us here. So we're going to wrap it up for today, but as with most things, what you do is more important than what you know. So we're going to talk about a bit of homework for this episode. If you don't have a spending plan in place, your homework is to start with something. I suggest starting with the accumulation guardrails I mentioned earlier set a savings target, and break down your remaining income by living and lifestyle expenses. If you already have a spending plan in place, great. Think about if there's anything you could do to improve it based on what you've heard today. Please feel free to email us at info at wallerfc.com if you have any questions. Thank you for investing a mile with me. I hope it was a valuable time spent for you, and keep in mind, if you work out, everything else will too. I look forward to talking with you again next time on Money Mile.